Welcome to the Onyx Podcast. I'm this week's host, Dixie Cochran, here with my co-host, Danielle Lozon. Ooh. And this week, we're actually going to jump right into it because we have a very special guest. I know you're all used to us talking mostly to other freelancer, writer, developers, uh, folks who have worked for Onyx Path specifically, but we're talking to one of our partners this week, or someone that we work with fairly often, and that is Devin Chulik from StartPlaying.Games. Hi, Devin. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. This is super exciting. I know you're kind of like popping around in our Discord and you're there to answer questions. I feel like not enough people know that. So if anybody has any questions for Devin, he's around. Yeah, just tag me. Yeah. I'm here. He's, what, is he, your, he's there. what is your Discord handle? Oh, gosh. It's Devin. Oh, okay. Just yeah, Devin, Devin. Some, Devin and then some numbers. Oh, okay. Devin5147. Right. But he, he is listed as uh, one of our Onyx Path partners in the Discord, so he's got like a special little light blue name. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it even says start playing. So if you have questions for him further to this, I want to say up front, he's around, he's here, he's in a different time zone from a lot of us, so, you know, he'll answer them when he can. Uh, <laughs> but Devin Chulik is one of the uh, is one of the co-founders of StartPlaying.Games and is their COO. Um, so let's go ahead and just ask the question that some people might not know, which is what is StartPlaying.Games? Uh, Startplane is the largest platform for finding games, groups, and game masters. It's kind of like the Airbnb for tabletop role-playing games. Um, but instead of booking a place, you're booking a seat in a game. Uh, almost all our games are virtual, but so many people have trouble finding groups that work with their schedule. Startplane makes it easy because you can just go there, put in the times and days that work for you. You can pick from all the games that are available and book in a seat and meet some new friends. Yeah, totally. I, I keep thinking of it kind of as like that uh, bulletin board that was on the shop of every old school like local game store. Yeah. People mm -hmm. used to put little like things up that were like looking for players for D&D &D on Thursday nights at eight or whatever. Right. Um, a thing that I have not really personally seen for a long time now, <laughs> but that I definitely <laughs> remember, you know, scouring those as a young person going like friends, other weird friends. Yes, maybe. Right. Well, you know, people, um, you know, it, it moved away from the game store to like Discord servers, Reddit mm -hmm. forums. But then you're doing so much work to like look at all these places and then convert times and then reach out. And so we wanted to like make it as easy as possible to find a game. Yeah, totally. I mean, every uh, game server that I'm in has a looking for group channel, including our, our own Ox Path server where people can, you yes. know, post games. But if you're just kind of looking for a game and you want to browse through, you know, 75 of them at one time, that's a much easier way to do it. Exactly. I don't um, know that I ever want to browse through 75 games at one time, but... <laughs> I, I, I'm a window shopper, Danielle. I like browsing through large That's amounts true. of bullshit I'm not going to look at. Not that the games are bullshit, just that I like browsing through bullshit in general. Um, <laughs> so, this started during the pandemic, or was it before? Yeah, so it was actually the first day of lockdown where me and Nate <laughs> met each other. And oh, wow. We, it, it was this kind of random phone call, but it went into the idea of like a, a platform for this. And I had a big background mm -hmm. in, in pro gaming uh, and tabletop. And me and him were on the phone for like six hours that night talking about like what this could be. And the next day, uh, Nate said, hey, do you want to build this with me? And I was like, absolutely. I, I'm just curious. So how did you meet? So um, I uh, was featured in Bloomberg uh, Business Week as a professional dungeon master. I was uh, in one of their features. And okay. so it was, uh, my name was pretty commonly found when you were looking for like professional dungeon masters. Um, and mm -hmm. I'm located in San Francisco and I had a website at the time, you know, to, to hire me as a pro GM. 
This is like, oh, I was a job I was moonlighting doing. And Nate was like, I'm kind of interested. Maybe I'll talk to some other like, you know, dungeon masters and see, you know, if this, if this idea of mine has legs. And for the you know, previous two years, I had started a newsletter because GMs were reaching out to me like, hey, how can I be a pro GM? Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw your article. I want to do what you do. And so I was like, did a newsletter. I was trying to find some resources. And so Nate just gave, gave me a cold call. He found my number on the website and gave me a call and just we started talking. Wow. That's right. I wish somebody would just call me and start a cool business. Business, I know. I'm just like looking you know, at my phone, like, come on, come on, ring. When, when you get an unknown number that's calling you, and I'm like, I don't know who this is, but I was like, I don't know. I'll, you know what? I'll answer it. And I'm glad I did. How very anti millennial of you. I was going to say, it, it like feels antithetical to my entire brain. I'm I like, think it's I'm an elder millennial. I think that's yeah. why. So are we, <laughs> but both of us are just like I don't know. I I, I don't like answering my phone, uh, mostly because nobody ever actually calls me. It is it is all text now. So it so so it started with just you and Nate. How how long was it just the two of you who were uh, doing this project? Um, about four months until we brought in our third co-founder, uh, Jared, who is our CTO. Um, we had done like mm-hmm. we went through an accelerator called Y Combinator, which is like really prestigious that we were part of. Um, it has like a lower acceptance rate than Harvard. Jesus. And so uh, when we went through that, there was a lot of people that were interested in what we were doing. Um, we knew that now we had a little bit of like an angel funding um, to kind of build out like an MVP of the product, you know, minimum viable product. Mm-hmm. And we brought them in. And then that's when we started to grow. Now, I think uh, we just hired another three people that start in the next two, three weeks. Um, so now we're almost at 10, 11 people. Oh, Wow. That's that's really awesome. Um, I mean, especially like any project that that starts like that with two people, and you're like, is it gonna work? Is it not gonna work? I mean, you did start it at kind of the exact right time, and who would have thought? You know what's funny? Mm-hmm. When we started it, we're like, okay, well, we should work on this right now because we have like six weeks of lockdown, and we can get a lot of work done before <laughs> before lockdown is lifted. I think all of us who work from home are doing that too. Like, you know, I've I've, I've been a full time freelancer since 2018. Um, and the D's been doing it for longer than that. We've got, you know, all, all of our coworkers at Adonks Path have been doing it for a while. And like, all of us were like, oh, cool. Like, it's just going to be like normal work, right? And then <laughs> we'll just go back to being the other kind of normal work in like six weeks. And then, you know, eight, 10, 12 weeks, six months later, we were like, oh, we should adjust our lives completely. Yes. And also this burned me out as much as if I didn't work from home all the time. Yeah. <laughs> But but yeah, like I, I there there was really such a radical shift over the past now three years of um you know people figuring out new ways to play online. All the virtual tabletops have really exploded, and then a, a service like Start Playing, I think, is kind of a missing component for a lot of those. Mm-hmm. But I'm still surprised more people aren't using it. Like it's it it's popular. There's a lot of yeah. games on there. But for all the people that I see talking about wanting to play games online, I'm like, go go over there. <laughs> Yeah, there's a place for that. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. Because I mean, yeah, I can I can get the the BTT, I can get all the assets together, I can do all my planning. But at the end of the day, if I don't have a a, a built in group, you know, where do I find my players? Yeah, and having something like start playing is fantastic for that. Um, I, I definitely encourage people to go on there and just browse through some of the games they have. There's not a restriction, I don't think, on what kinds, of, like on, on what like systems you can post. Yeah, um, I mean, mm-hmm. if the system isn't on there, but it's a, a real system and it's published, you just message our support team and they'll add it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah, they've been working with with us Onyx Path. I I think we started doing stuff together in 2021, the uh, uh, Onyx Path Con that we had that year. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, because 2020 we had like a little thing, and then 2021 was when we really were like, oh, I guess we're 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 in this now, right? Yeah. Um. So we're working with y'all to set up all the games that were not the like streamed games was yeah. really really helpful, and it also means that if any of our wonderful you know fans or developers or writers want to run a game at Onyx PathCon, which is that's how an actual convention is, right? People just sign up to run games if they want to. Um. Then you can sign up to run a game. Uh, so the one thing I do want to dig into a little bit is this whole, like, there's a lot of discourse over the past little while about your pro GM and paid GM and what makes you a pro and why should you pay for you know, any kind of DMing or GMing. Um, I'm I'm firmly on the side of, like, if, if, if people will pay you to do it, you should do it. That's that's how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, especially because if you go and start playing, you'll see that all of their uh, DMs have ratings, which is something that you don't get out in the wild. Uh, you can actually go and see, like, there's a rating, and there are little tags, like, LGBTQ-friendly, like, which I think almost all the DMs on there have, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, but, like, why did you decide to make it a program where people could charge or were encouraged to charge? And how does the kind of money split work on that? Because I think a lot of yeah. people can be confused on that side. So the reason we decided to charge is because we wanted to create something that could, you know, actually give people meaningful job. Mm -hmm. Um, we have more people that are becoming full-time GMs than ever before. Um, and I believe if there's something that you can make a living and that also brings you joy, you should. I mean, ideally, yeah. I wish we lived in like the Star Trek world where we were post-scarcity society and we just followed our, our passions. Yes. But we all have to, we all have to, you know, pay rent. And so mm -hmm. I love that people are able to do something that they absolutely love and make money doing it. Um, it also kind of, uh, it, it is sort of a wall to people that have often been toxic in these spaces, um, right. is something we've kind of noticed. Um, there's still, you know, there's, you know, what isn't as often as I thought. I thought when I first started pro jamming that people were going to like expect me to like give them, you know, uh, you know, crazy magic items or, you know, like always win the battle, um, because yeah. they're, they're paying. And so they kind of like want to pay to win maybe and that wasn't the case um mm -hmm. you know people are paying because they want a great experience and they want it kind of assured and a lot of times when you're playing with friends like if work comes up or something else comes up you have to something's going to be sacrificed and it usually is the game um right. oh yeah and that's a bummer when people like hey i wanted to play this week but i guess you know uh dana she can't gm this week because she has a work project um but when people are, are being paid to do this they don't cancel because of work because it is work, you know? And they're like, oh, like I actually scheduled out time for this. And we also know as players are more invested in their games because they have money in the line. Like I'm not going to cancel as quickly. Um, the people that show up want to be there. So there's a lot of like benefits that have come out of uh, paid GMing. I mean, yeah, that, 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 that makes total sense. If I prepay for a, uh, an appointment that I'm going to go probably. Yeah. Whereas if right. I make a free appointment, I'm like, eh, I might not feel like it on the day of... <laughs> But here's the thing, like a chef is going to cook for their friends and probably not charge them. Mm -hmm. um, and they're going to come over to their house and everyone's probably going to bring something to the table. Um, but when you go to a restaurant, you're still paying that chef in, in that, in, you know, entire um, uh, industry. So there's 
I think a lot of people feel that because paid GMing exists, that they're going to have to pay their friend that GMs their group. And I don't, I don't that's not really the case. No. Um, it's, it's just like any service. Yeah, that's I've I've tried to equate to that a couple times. We had a discussion uh, here here on this podcast a couple months back about this exact thing, uh, off off a discussion in our Discord because there are people who you know, still feel a little weirded out by the concept of it because you know it's supposed to be a game with friends or however you want to put it. Like that's that's it's kind of the like typical sentiment that I hear. Yeah, it's like oh it's 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 supposed to be a a, a free experience and it's like well. Somebody at that table paid for the materials at the bare minimum. Yeah, I mean, everyone pays with something, right? It's either yeah. materials, time, commitment, etc. And, you know, I, I think if if that's, you know, your beliefs and, and your ideology, that's great. You don't have to pay for your games if you have games available. But the other thing we notice is there's so many people like, hey, I don't have a group of friends. I don't have that privilege. I live in a place where there's no one else that can play with me. My friends don't have the same schedule. And they've been able to make friends and the, the games they try to find on, you know, uh, other platforms um, fell apart quickly um, mm -hmm. or they, you know, had horror stories that came out of it. So um, I think it is a privileged view to think that, like, it's just a game with friends. You just play with your friends. Not everyone has that. Yeah, actually, uh, during the early, early days of the pandemic, Danielle and I were playing in a, an L5R game together that due yep. to real life stuff just kind of fizzled out. Like we were having a good time. Yeah, it, it was, was a good great. game. Well, our, our GM got accepted to uh, school, like it, ha it was essentially like going to med school and didn't have time to run for us anymore, which is totally understandable. But there went our game. Yeah. Right. And yeah, you're so. absolutely correct that like, was it something that, you know, every player was paying, you know, five, 10, 20, 30 dollars a session for? I'm not sure it would have gone out as quickly. They might have tried to make some room for it, and obviously somebody wouldn't have taken it on if they had known that it might fizzle right. at that point, probably. Yeah. Because that's a commitment that, you know, if, if you are in a system where you're getting some kind of review, the review of, like, did two sessions and then fucked off isn't a great review either. Yeah, right. right. So, yeah, it does create an incentive on on, on both sides um, for the uh, GM to bring their kind of A game obviously because yeah. if you are at that point being paid to perform a service you want to perform that service to the best of your ability and on the players yeah it it, it makes them feel like they, they they need to show up they need to be invested um because yeah i've i've got home games where some players just aren't as invested and there's sometimes when i want to be like i don't know how to help you i've given you everything i can think of to give you as as your dm <laughs> like please please be here. And every now and then I'm like, maybe if I just took, you know, 10 bucks out of their wallet. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is true. Like that's, that's just, I mean, we live in a capitalist society and that's yeah. how things work. And we do have rent and we do want to buy food. And I do want to go pay that chef to make me a meal sometimes. Right. Exactly. You know, um, and I feel like, you know, we all have, you know, explore, consume media. Uh, we all spend our leisure time differently. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it is like the price of a of a movie ticket. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. I there 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 are folks out there who have gotten confused because I will spend extra money on on certain things that I put value into that are my leisure things. Like I'll I'll buy the you know prestige edition of a video game, and they're like, "Why yeah. are you paying 120 bucks for that?" And I'm like, "Well, if I'm gonna play it for 200 hours, <laughs> I think that's plenty of my you know that's that's that, that's, that's my money's worth." Everything. <laughs> yeah, because I am the kind of person who will do everything in a game. Yeah. And when it comes to a game, whether it's, you know, D&D &D or Trinity Continuum or Scion or Exalted or whatever, you pay, you know, 
50 bucks for a book and that game is technically infinite yeah and i've i've been like trying to get like other folks heads wrapped around that in some other communities that i'm in recently and i'm like why is it that we will pay 120 bucks for a video game but not a book but that's a whole different conversation (laughs) but but it is all about value for the money right yeah and if I could pay $15 to go stare at a screen for an hour and a half, or I pay $15 to, you know, be around a group of people and experience something, sometimes for up to, like, four hours, because that's how long game yeah. sessions can last, then I feel like I'm almost getting more for my money by, you know, going to do the game session. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Onyx Path Game Night, because we've started doing Onyx Path Game Night at Start Playing, so... How does that specifically work? Yeah. So um, we've started doing a bunch of game nights with Onyx Path. It's uh, fantastic. It's the last Friday of every month. And the idea is we have these game nights to make sure that we're promoting uh, you know, a diverse set of games. And so it's kind of like we do a little bit extra promotion on our side. GMs sign up to run games. It's usually a great time to kick off a new campaign or try a one shot of something. Um, and it's just like a concentrated time where you can sign up for, uh, you know, games. We usually kind of do a little ads on our side to kind of promote those games. Um, but it is also a great time when GM's like, oh, I've always wanted to try this new game. Uh, Onyx Path would be like, hey, this is the new system we're promoting. And GMs can sign up to run it and they can get that system, uh, you know, PDF of it for free in exchange for running the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, so how... How does that work? Like if I say I want to run a game yeah. uh, with through Onyx Paths game night, do I uh, reach Ooh. out? Yeah. So um, you first have to have an account on Start Playing. Um, mm-hmm. Once you sign up as a GM, I definitely recommend you take our onboarding. It's a free webinar that we host uh, a few times a week. And that gives you like a whole rundown of how the platform works, uh, the best practices, data insights, etc. It is really like the best way to succeed and like, Make sure that you you run a game that people want to play. Uh, and I think a lot of folks that are coming from like the convention background, they just expect that like s- people are going to show up to their game. Um, but when people are like looking to spend their time or spend their money, they're a little more um, not picky, but they're they're reading the descriptions. They're trying to say like, what sounds mm-hmm. interesting. What do I want to spend my night doing? So th- that onboarding that we we offer kind of gives you some insight into like how players are looking at games and like the best way to uh, list your game, the best way to like manage when you have your players come on, um, things like that. So once you have an account, you can uh, create a game. Um, you have to create a game template and then schedule an adventure. Uh, but when you schedule it, when you actually go to list the times, you can select uh, that you want to run a game for a special event. And then you'll see Onyx Path Game Night from the dropdown. Um, and that means that one session you're running is going to be part of the Onyx Path Game Night. Um, and then when uh, people go to the Onyx Path Game Night landing page, they'll see that game listed there. Um, but that game will also be listed in our general search, which, you know, uh, around 2,000 people a day uh, come to. Oh, wow. Okay. That's great. Um so so there's a landing page for Onyx Path game night, which is great. Um, so if I were going on the opposite side as a player to check out one of these games, uh, what is the landing site for that? Like, yeah, is there somewhere I can click at start playing? We should put it in the show notes, huh? Um, Definitely so, will. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what it is. It's startplaying.games forward slash event i think i have to look okay. I, let me let me bring it up <laughs> uh, It'll be but in the show yeah, notes. <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, just 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 look look down below you and uh, click on a on a handy link that I've put there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, game night Onyx Path. That's what okay. it is. Game okay. dash night dash Onyx dash Path. Okay, very cool. So when it comes to the um the the pay portion of it at, at the end of that, um, I know that for Onyx Path Con, for instance, we'll usually pick a charity, right? Yeah. And we'll do a portion of the proceeds to the charity, a portion to the GM, and y'all's cut. And y'all's cut is pretty small compared to the rest of it. Yes. Because um, I know that some folks don't want to charge because they think that it's all for you or they don't want to seem greedy. But I think that running games for charity is a great alternative to both of those things. If you're not really quite wanting to make it a job, but you are interested in charging for a game, especially at like a convention. Yeah. Um. You you could split it however you want. Is that something that you can handle the back end there, or is it just that they get yeah. the money and then they can do with it whatever they want? So normally, when you're GM on the platform, um, mm -hmm. right now for all the GMs that are signed up on the platform, the cut is ninety ten. The GM gets ninety percent of the booking, and we take a ten percent cut. Um, but if the event is a charity, a um, hundred percent charity event, which means the organizer isn't taking anything, the GM isn't taking anything, then we also won't take a cut. Um, oh wow. So if, uh, you know, um, I believe um, the Bud Heinle group this year, right? Mm -hmm. um, if the, I, I believe it's going to be 100% to the Bud Heinle group. Uh, so that means whatever you uh, pay for the game, 100% is going to go to them. Um, sometimes, though, uh, there's going to be like, oh, you know what? Half of the rate's going to the charity. And then the GM gets, you know, the, the other half and we take that 10% from the GM. Okay. It all kind of depends on the organizer. But if the organizer is doing a 100% charity game, then we also uh, waive our 10%. It's actually really cool. I, I don't that know a lot great. of services that would do that. <laughs> so what's the minimum that I could charge per seat? I could just charge zero? Or how does that work? Yeah, yeah. You could run a free game if you wanted to. Oh, great. Um, and then the only thing that we do take when it comes to charity games, we do take the, the credit card processing fees. Sure. Mm -hmm. Just because, you know. What, that's not that's not our profit <laughs> right yeah exactly yeah. um so when people are running games off the site i know we talked a little bit about like other venues um is, is it up to the dm to decide where the game is going to be held oh yeah i mean we want gms to have a lot of control about like how they want to run their games because gms all do it differently right mm -hmm. uh no no two gms are the same um so if you want to run your game on uh, Albert Rodeo, by all means. If you're running on Foundry, let's go. Alchemy, I love it. Roll 20, okay, let's have fun. Like, roll uh, roll your dice wherever you want. Mm -hmm. and, and and that includes, like, non-VTTs if they want to just do, like, Zoom or Discord or Discord, whatever Google have you. Me. Yeah, anything. Very cool. Microsoft Teams. I, I notice a lot of these games on the website mention uh, the, the area is theater of the mind, which I'm assuming is not a place yeah right what if it was <laughs> yeah. a place i want to go to the theater of the mind now i need to make a vtt website called theater of the mind you're just giving yeah. away like million dollar ideas right now d <laughs> 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 um so currently i've been over the past few years you've been supporting the people for virtual games um do you have any plans in the future to use it like on a local level like for people to actually find people to play with in person so we sort of do already, but Ooh. it's uh, very, very much a beta. It's kind of almost exclusively to special events, okay. Um, which are usually through like corporate events. So we'll get a company that's like, 
hey, we're here in Atlanta. We want to do a game for our entire company. And so they have 60 employees and we get, you know, GMs to their, their offices to run those games. Um, and we look at the, you know, GM location and see which GMs are, are running games on the site and mm-hmm. have great reviews and, and kind of, you know, call them up like, hey, do you want to run an in-person game? Uh, but in the future, uh, probably in the next, you know, uh, year or two, we're definitely going to explore like uh, more in-person tools um, that you're like, oh, I want to find a game in, you know, my local city and make mm-hmm. that something that's a, a possibility. That's really cool because once again, the like local game store billboard has has gone away for the most part. Like none of my local game stores have that kind of thing. Right. All the people that you see playing in the game rooms there are either like either they're doing like Adventurers League or they're just a, a group that showed up to use the space. Yeah, and uh, you know I love my friendly local game store, um, and so if there's ways that we can help those game stores, you know, bring GMs into them, bring new players into them, kind of create a system where it's easy to book, uh, you know, games and, and participate in games. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really excited to build that. That's awesome. That's, that's, this is such a cool idea. And I'm surprised that it wasn't like a big thing before, honestly. Um, although I think a lot of us didn't really see the need for it until lockdown. Yeah. I, I think honestly that changed how a lot of people play games. And mm-hmm. this is kind of a great uh, way to, I, I don't want to say capitalize on that, but capitalize on that. I mean, it is both capitalizing on it and providing a service to people who suddenly found themselves kind of at, at sea, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, there were lots of people, especially during, during the start of everything, who were living alone or, yeah. you know, just had like a, a roommate and so suddenly couldn't go to their group anymore and didn't know anybody else in the area. And what are you going to do, you know? You know, what I found was really interesting is that, you know, as um, the lockdown changed and COVID Mm -hmm. kind of changed its presence in our world and people started going out more, um, we didn't see less people sign up for games. We saw more. Um, And part of that is because some people don't want to go in person. Some people want to be in the comfort of their home. Um, Mm -hmm. Some people uh, don't have the same accessibility to go out to different places. So sometimes it's a bit of like people's comfort levels and accessibility. And it's also, um, you know, if you're not traveling anywhere, that that's more game time. Um, right. You know, uh, that's also less money you're spending if you have to go somewhere. So uh, we actually noticed a, a kind of uh, a continued growth in online play. And I think that's because we spend so much time of our, our ourselves online that there's this comfort there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also like it's the most accessible way to play usually. Yeah. Also, quite a few of us, like me, have rejected hard pants entirely since the <laughs> pandemic started. Yeah. And I'm one of those people that if I'm going to like someone else's house, I'm like, well, I've got to put hard pants on just because that's, that's how I was I raised. Love the term hard pants. <laughs> well, they're yeah. not soft pants. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like jeans. Jeans are hard pants. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> hard pants. I love it. Yeah. Uh, like we, we have a, a, a friendly gaming weekend with. A, a few of us every year that we started doing i think in 2021 right right you know when we we, we all got our shots yeah and one of the rules for that weekend is no one has to wear hard pants if they don't want to right because we yeah. like we're in an airbnb and i'm like i'm like i'm wearing joggers all weekend and so yeah it is nice sometimes to have these like voice only games and i mean other like for, for, for me personally I, I, I like doing voice only sometimes because it's like i feel like i i don't have to wear makeup i don't have to like sit up straight i don't have to do you know i i, I I'm, I'm neuroatypical i don't have to make eye contact the whole time like yeah. i can just listen and be and vibe and enjoy the game without worrying about any of those social cues right 
Um, and that's, and that's also helpful for a lot of people, not, not just me. Because every GM is different, that also means that every player is different, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, like for me as a GM, like I love Camon because I like like to build a rapport, but there's other GMs mm -hmm. that are like, that, just like that, where like, you know what? I'd rather all of us just do voice and like focus on like these scenes that I'm setting in front of us. And so, you know, however you want to play it is valid. And I just, I think it's nice that people can find those different ways of play. Yeah, awesome. Well, we're going to wrap up with you here in a second because I know that we can't have you for the whole episode, sadly. You're a very busy person. Uh, but if you want to talk a little bit about any personal plugs that you have, anything on Start Playing that's cool, uh, you can talk about Total Party Chill, whatever you'd like to plug before you go on your merry way. Um, yeah, I mean, I would love just to plug Onyx Path Game Night and Onyx Path Con. Oh, cool. um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm super excited to, uh, to, to be hosting y'all. Um, so, it, you know, if you're listening to this and you're looking to finally get into an Onyx Path game, uh, come over to startplaying.games and start playing. And if you want to run one, make some extra money. Like, go for it. Exactly. Like you, you can pay off your dice addiction, maybe move to full-time jamming, find joy in what you're doing, you know, make a little cash. Exactly. And people wanted to uh, chat with you. I don't know if you have any social media handles you wanted to throw out there. Yeah, you can find me on uh, the Hellscape that is now known as Twitter uh, at uh, uh, at Devin Chulik, um, and you could also uh, find me, uh, of course, on the uh, Onyx Path Discord. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Devin. It was wonderful talking to you. Yeah, um, thank you for having me. Today is Onyx Path Game Night. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, so go see if there are any slots available. Have play a game tonight. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much, and have a uh, wonderful time. We'll see you at uh, at Onyx PathCon. Thanks so much, y'all. Bye. 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 This whole concept is so cool, D. <laughs> it really is. You know, I, I was thinking about it because I was like, I I often lament that nobody will run games for me. Um, I think know, that's like a, an RPG freelancer like chorus that we all sing to each other. Yeah. So I'm like looking at this and going, maybe I should just start looking for games on Start Playing and just find random people and i know i say this and then like a million people will be like i want a game for you but like that's not the same thing as like actually being in a like a game group for more than a single one shot yeah um, and i you know uh every time we try to get a group together here at the house we wind up with scheduling issues and people you know, can't make it or things fall apart or, you know, somebody was supposed to run Scion and we made characters and we did one session and then it fell apart. Mm -hmm. And then Weston was going to run Scion and we made characters and we ran a couple, two sessions and then it fell apart. And so I'm like, I would like to play in a game, please, that doesn't fall apart. And maybe this is the way I can do it. Yeah, like I'm going through the website right now while while we're talking because of course it's a great way to do this. And of I'm, course. <laughs> I have found like a, a million different exalted games. Yes. And I've never gotten to play 3E cuz so as the listeners might remember, I was supposed to play 3E at one point. I made a character. I found out last minute that um it was it was it was like a play by post, which is just not something I will keep that that, that will keep my attention. Like mm -hmm. I I am not good at play by post games. A, I am, for all that I'm excellent at grammar and stuff, I'm actually kind of a horrible typist. <laughs> and so I really hate having to, like, deal with that part of it. And B, at one point, 
I promise you the notifications will annoy me and I will turn it off or I will start looking at something else on my computer. I just don't do text games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I still want to play. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. oh, look at all these games I could play. Some of them are on sale. Someone's running a glitch game on here. Like there are right. systems on here that I'm surprised by. Um, lots of our games, lots of, uh, I, uh, the, the Paradox games as well, including just about every edition of all of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking and I'm, I'm definitely, you know, you know, as Devin said, like if there's a game you want to run and they don't have the system there, just, you know, let them know and they'll add it, Mm -hmm. which is great. Right. So I can hope that somebody will be running a game I want to play, but. I could check out a game and then convince them to run a game I want to play if there isn't one already available or run a game. There's a learn to play Pugmire game this Sunday, and I don't need to learn to play Pugmire, but now I want to. Uh... <laughs> no, this is great. Like, I honestly, just from going to their, their landing pages a, a, a few times, because I, I have not looked as much in to start playing as I feel like I should have at this point. I have, you know send people there i have flipped through a little bit but i haven't mm-hmm. actually sat here and just gone through like all the different games and there are so many of them and they're like like i said quite a few kind of niche ones that i just didn't even expect to be in here um and of course you know there's there's a couple games here and there for like Sion and trinity and stuff like that which is awesome uh i i just like seeing our stuff out here this makes me yeah, happy no, it's great i'm i'm actually currently looking through gms Mm -hmm. and they you can just search for a gm and look through their profiles uh it's very interesting because you know if you find somebody that looks you know based on their profile looks like they may be fun to play with then you Mm -hmm. can click on them and it shows you what their upcoming games are and whether or not there are any uh seats available for that game uh, and also shows you player reviews, mm-hmm. uh, which is super cool. Also, people can tag themselves or, or get tagged as like game designer, published writer, uh, LGBTQ, uh, neurodivergent is a tag that I'm seeing. Nice. Which is kind of exciting because I'm like, oh, if I want to run games on here, I can tag that. And then maybe other people will know that like I'll be accommodating to them because like currently I, I run for a table of mostly neurodivergent people. And we've definitely had to adjust some things, right? Like sure. one of my in, in-person in games. But I'm kind of used to it. So it's like, you know, happy to do so because I know what I need accommodated. Yeah, um, no, that's great. And yeah, everybody's got little, little bios. Of course, I see a couple of our freelancers on here. Thank you all mm-hmm. for running stuff for game night. It's helpful. Seems like uh, today there's going to be an Operation Phantom Trinity game. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so yeah, like it's 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 just such an interesting resource that I am surprised it took until 2020 to really become a thing. Because I think people were just lamenting it and not realizing the solution for a while. Yeah, and and I think uh, like. You know, like you say, people think, oh, well, that that's something I'm doing with my friends. And, mm-hmm. you know, they were doing it in the the really roundabout way. They were going onto Reddit or they were going into a Discord and they were mm-hmm. looking for people who were also looking for people. And it became a a thing that, you know, nobody really uh, – it's like you don't know you need it until somebody's like, hey, you need this. And then you have it and you're like, oh, my God, I can't – how did I live my life without this thing? Mm-hmm. 
You can also uh, search for like one shots mm -hmm. in here if you want to like specifically look for one shots versus campaigns. So if you are trying to just try out a new system, you're not invested into like a long term story. Although I, I I think even with that, you still play like pay by session. Um, but if I want to go, you know, try out even like there's a level 16 D and D game that I'm looking at, and I'm like, I'm not sure I ever even played a level 16. <laughs> that sure. could be fun. Yeah. Like, why not? Um, but also there's a ton of these one shots for like games that I'd never played before. And I'm like, I could just try a bunch of games for the same price, as we said, as like a movie ticket. And honestly, less yeah. than a movie ticket because I've got to drive to the theater and then I will need at least a soda so I don't get parched by the end of my three and a half hour movie. Since that's oh, how right. long movies are now. Right. You can also do age range. Oh, so yeah. I was just seeing that. Set at 18 plus. And game um, platform. And game platform. And also, if you're looking for a cheaper game, you can change the price of the game that you're looking for. And so you don't have to, you know, go through. If you're like, oh, all these $30 games, well, like, it's just like out. $5 games, right? Yeah. The other cool thing that I'm seeing on their, their filters is that you can click a button that only shows new campaigns. So if you really are looking for a campaign, but you want to make sure you get in on session zero slash one, um, you can click on that so that you're not like, because if you flow through right, right right now, you'll see a few games that all look the same, but you can tell they're on different weeks. And it's like, oh, that's session three, that's session four, that's session five of like an right. ongoing game. But if you're looking for an upcoming campaign starter, uh, you can definitely do that. Like, I, I just found a beginner-friendly Curse of Strahd game that I'm like, hmm, maybe, but I don't want to play tonight. Oh, well, <laughs> maybe next time. <laughs> I'm not ready no, for this. There's a bunch that are, like, happening tonight. And I'm like, oh, man. Like There I are so I many that are happening tonight that have seats, like, partially uh, filled. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, man, if I just really wanted to play a game at 8 o'clock tonight, there's Shadowrun, there's Baldur's Gate, there's, like, Forgotten Realms, Call of Cthulhu, all kinds yeah. of stuff happening. And that's just today. And most of them have, like, some seats filled, which I think is one of the coolest parts because you see a lot of conventions, like, the in-person in conventions even, and a lot of them don't fill up until the very end. And right. sometimes games just don't go off at all. And that probably, I'm, I'm sure that happens here sometimes. I'm, I'm not saying it does. doesn't. Yeah. But most of what I'm looking at right now has, has you know most of their seats filled yeah or at, at, at least two or three so it's like okay if you can add on be the be the third person that could be really interesting and i definitely love to see more onyx path stuff on here too of course yeah i mean if if people want to run games here or want to run games i honestly think you know instead of doing yes we have a looking for group in our discord but organize it over here at start playing um you know as Devin said, you don't have to charge anything for it. You mm -hmm. could charge and donate it all to charity. You could make, you can charge as much as you want, you know, make a little side money running games. But I definitely think there are people who are looking for our games who just aren't ready, like aren't here yet, aren't at start playing yet, aren't finding this place yet. And so I feel like the more we promote it, the more we talk about it, the more we show it off, the more people will say, oh, I can, I can find people here, not just other people on the Discord, but literally mm -hmm. thousands of people a day come in going, what's available tonight? Yeah, and there, there are only quite a few people out there, you know, over the past little while here, but just in general, who are like, what can I find out there that's not D&D? &D? Because yes. 
I love D&D. I'm not saying anything against D&D as a, as, as a gamer, as a brand. I play D&D fairly often. But, like, I know there are a lot of folks out there who are just kind of, like, itching to find something new. And yeah. you can find some stuff on streaming. You can find things. And, like, like, beginning to find, like, a place to play those games is hard for so many people. Um, like, I've, I've got quite a few friends who are a little newer to RPGs than, like, we are. And generally the consensus is, like, well, I would try something else, but I can't find people to play with me. Right? Or like I've 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 always wanted to play X. Do you know how much I hear that about games like Wraith and Orpheus? Like I've always wanted to play Blah, but I can't oh, find anyone yeah. to play it with me. And it's like I've always wanted to play you know Trinity X, but I can't find anyone to play it with me. Go on there, make a game. Or people, I hear this all the time. Oh well, I buy the books because I love reading them, but none of my friends are interested in anything other than X game system. Mm -hmm. Like, go on, start playing, G, like, put yourself as a GM, set up that game and see if anybody applies. Like, just do it. Go out there. Run your weird whatever indie game you found on itch.io and see if yeah. anybody else wants to play it with you. Yeah, like, this is honestly making me feel like I want to run stuff on there. And I've, like, I've only in the past like couple years as as long time listeners will know have gotten really into running games i'm still fairly new at it i'm still like a little nervous sometimes um weirdly i think i'd be less nervous with strangers <laughs> because with my like friend table i kind of know what they want and what they're expecting mm -hmm. and so it can be a little daunting sometimes um partially because and if any of you are listening i love you all but they're all like critical role dimension 20 fans Sure. And I'm like, that's not any of us. Like, none of us are professional actors or improv people. <laughs> like, we're not, we're not quite there. Um, but with a new group, especially doing, like, an introduction to one of, like, Onyx Path's games, right? I, I can definitely take the position of, like, expert and lead them through the game. So if I wanted to run, like, you know, Polyphemus, for instance, something that I love but don't know if I'll ever really, really get to play. I get to play aspects of it in our, our little short game with me and Matthew. But, like, I want to play it, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I want to actually dig into it. And there are quite a few of, of our other stuff. And then, of course, we've got all, all of our, you know, upcoming things we've talked about, like The World Below, right? Right. Like, that's going to be awesome to play on there, hopefully. And I hope that once that starts, you know, getting out there to people and people start seeing more about it, we can do it. Also, They Came From would be so welcome on a platform like that, I think. Oh, Because a lot so. of times people are looking for, like, a fun one shot that isn't a serious game. Yep, absolutely. It's such a great game to like have random people play together because mm -hmm. it it encourages people to just kind of be weird. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Like you can be a bad actor in that game and and you're doing it right. <laughs> yeah. You can be a little awkward and you're doing it right. So yeah, like I, I just really enjoy the platform. I, I hope more people check it out because I feel like we've been pushing Onyx Path Game Night now for a while. Um, and you know, yes, we've got some folks who do it every week, and that's great. We've got some folks who who pop in and out, and that's great. But with the amount of people that we have in our community, um, I, I just think we could make it a bigger thing every yeah, month. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure that's partially it. But like as as, as Devin said, like you do get a PDF for signing up. So if there's something that you've wanted to run, but you haven't run, and that's, that's, that's not for all games, it's like an Onyx Path game night thing, I do believe. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that if you sign up to run D&D, &D, you're going to get a D&D core book. 
uh, please don't hold me liable for that. <laughs> Onyx but, Path is promising that if you sign up to run one of their games on their special event, we will give you a PDF. Yeah. So like, go go do Legend Lore. Go do Cavaliers of Mars. Go to Dystopia Rising. Like, go do something that people don't see all the time. And, you know, give it a shot. Because, like, a lot of people, if you like D&D, but also if you're new to it, I think Legend Lore is perfect. Mm-hmm. And if you like D&D, but you also like a little bit darker grimdark Cthulhu stuff, Scarredlands is right there. Yep, absolutely. So, so you know, for all the, I, I, I love seeing all the story path games, people who are trying to kind of get away from 5e, but are still used to 5e, we've got great stepping stones between those, Pugmire, you know. Right, um, absolutely. And then, of course, story path has a, a few iterations, and of course, we're coming up with, with Ultra now. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as Storypath itself, there they, there is like the, the simplest version to the more complex versions. So if you want to run, you know, Trinity Core or you know they came from, that's that's kind of a, a simpler version. And if you want to run Aberrant, run Aberrant. Right. Probably the most complex of the Storypath games. Yeah, just in in my personal opinion, as the time that I made an Aberrant character, it took me a hot minute. Uh, yeah, I was it, like mega what now? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a pretty complex game, but you know most superhero games kind of are. Uh, mm-hmm. By dint of giving you all the options to play whatever kind of superhero you want requires a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, I, I, am, I am not saying it doesn't. <laughs> it is a mm-hmm. fiddly system to deal with, and I commend the team for doing it. Because, okay. Jesus, like, I, I mean, we have the same thing kind of in Deviant for Chronicles. Because it has so many little fiddly bits because of the different kinds of Deviants you could play. Right. And it's just like there's there's a lot of moving parts, but once once you have your character built, it's 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 kind of like an exalted three or even as it's like once you have your character built, it makes perfect sense. Right. It's just that the 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 building portion takes a bit longer than normal. Yeah, and and that's just again the dent of playing a superhero game and needing to do the superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if you have an idea in your head of what kind of superhero, like I want to play the Flash, it's actually pretty easy to make the character at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when you're like, I just want to play somebody who does cool stuff. Then it's like, oh my god, there's so many options. Good <laughs> yeah. luck. Yeah, the first Aberrant character I made, I just took two of my favorite superheroes and mushed them together a little bit. Yeah, and just kind of you know poked at him until they were something that was technically original seeming, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was just a bit of Scarlet Witch and a bit of Kitty Pride, just kind yep. of like pushed into a mold. But that, that, that's how I did make characters anyway for most games. But yeah, like I, I'm, I'm so intrigued by this now in a way that I haven't as much been before. And it's so nice talking to someone like Devin who's so excited about what he, he's done and just to see what they have built in the past, you know, three years is amazing. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, Honestly, it's just wild to me that this kind of like, hey, I was doing professional GMing and now I'm facilitating a bunch of other people. And by a bunch, like I literally made a platform mm-hmm. with somebody else who was just like, hey, can you teach me about being a professional gamer, a game runner? And suddenly, you know, you spend six hours on the phone with a rando and then you have a business partner. Like, mm-hmm. who does that happen to? <laughs> Like, that is so wild to me. Like, please, somebody call me, cold call me. I, I do answer random phone numbers that I don't recognize, by the way. Uh, that is not a request to dox me and find my phone number. But it, <laughs> it is kind of the, like, having that, you know, like, I would be a person who would answer the phone like that. And just having 
that interaction is just mind-blowingly wild that somebody just calls you up and says, hey, can you give me information on this one thing? Mm -hmm. Which Devin was like, yeah, sure. And then it turned into something else that turned into a, a business is, you know. That has now hired like nine additional people. Yeah, like that is the, you know, the pie in the sky. That's the American dream. Like random bullshit <laughs> happens suddenly. Like step one, randomly call someone. Step two, uh, question step mark, three, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'll, like, you know, there's there's been so much said about things like the gig economy. So I don't want to like make this sound like it equates to that for, for all that, you know, there, there are similarities. Um, but this is not something where it's predatory and they're charging like a ton of extra fees and things mm -hmm. so they can make profit. Like literally 10% of what the GM makes. So if you, you know, put $30 a seat and you have four players, they're making $12. Yep. You know, and, 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 and you are making over a hundred. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't sound I that bad to me. I mean, in mo most platforms that are hosting platforms would be taking a much higher percentage for the service that they're hosting for. And part mm -hmm. of it is that they are not hosting anything other than the calendar, essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, they're organizing, they're, they're connecting people, but they're not hosting the games themselves. So they're paying for the hosting fees and like the, the backend service. And clearly they have enough business that they need you know, 10, 11 people working for them and maybe more as the business grows. So they need to pay their people. They, they need, you know, their overheads to running a website. It's not just throw that up there and that's free. Like there's technical mm -hmm. skill involved. Um, but it is for them to be only taking 10% is wild to me because of all that. I know how much overhead and, you know, I know how much, my husband gets paid to do coding mm -hmm. for that kind of, you know, for making UIs and stuff like that. So like, even if they're paying a fraction of that to their people, taking only 10% is amazing. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I was just thinking like, I know how much I get charged if I order something at, you know, Uber Eats versus if I go and order it in the store. Right, yeah. And it's like, here's, you know, oh, it's it's the same cheap Chinese food you can get if you drove 15 minutes, but now it's twice as expensive. And I'm like, right, really? Right. And I mean, I understand that upcharge because it's, but it is still like such an upcharge. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm happy that, you know, the GMs are getting most of that profit um, and they are still capable of expanding as much as they have. Mm -hmm. Like that tells me that this service is being used and being used a lot. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we've, we've, we've talked to Matthew before on here because he runs games through his, his Patreon, right? Mm -hmm. Which is technically like a, a, a paid game service. Cause there's a sure. tier where you get him to run games for you. Um, and like he runs something like, you know, six to nine games a week, depending. And that yeah. is like a source of side income for him. So, you know, like that's not anything to, sneeze at if you enjoy running games and you think that you have the you know energy and creativity to do it you know multiple times a week and especially if you can just get different groups and run kind of the same game for them yep that could get a little confusing depending on how good your note taking is <laughs> but uh but also it could be a little easier in terms of not having to prep quite as much yeah i mean there's all sorts of ways to do it and i mean 
bless Matthew because I could not run that many games in a week. Like I run one game a week and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so exhausted. Uh, I read one every two weeks and I come home and I'm like, I'm dead now. Yeah, I I have run games before where I'm like, oh no, it's it's coming up again. It's only been a week. My brain, my brain. But part of that is, <laughs> you know, I do a lot of creative work during the day, but so does Matthew. And then he runs these games in the evenings and I'm just like, I don't know how you do this, sir. Like, I just don't. I think we established um, a while back that he's some sort of sea creature. He's a robot. <laughs> oh, uh, two things I wanted to hit on about Start Playing before we start like wrapping up here, because I did not know this was going to fill a whole hour, but you and I got really excited about Start Playing. Yeah. <laughs> um, one, they, like, one thing that, that Devin mentioned I didn't know about was doing that, that onboarding seminar like three times a week. That's amazing. Like, I love the fact that they run you through everything because I feel like with a lot of even like virtual tabletops, for instance, right? You join one and then there there might be a, a video or two to watch, but mostly you're just clicking around going, how does this work? At least I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but, with, but having an actual like onboarding where someone is talking to you and you can maybe ask questions like they're they're running you through everything is so valuable to me because I'm, I'm, I'm a very like hands-on learners, show me how to do it, let me do it myself, we can do it together, you know, whatever. Um, and that is on a service that I realize that they offer, so that's very cool. Uh, and the other thing they offer that I don't know how, if people know about is gift cards. So if you're somebody who, you know, if you're someone like me who I prefer experiences for gifts mm-hmm. um, more than I prefer things, because uh, honestly I have too many things in general, um, so I love experiences. I love going out to a fancy restaurant. I love going to see a show. Um, and I love playing role-playing games. So if you're one of those people who's like, I want experiences, but I don't want to put my own income into paying for these, then, you know, for your next birthday, holiday, whatever, ask people for gift cards. Or if you have someone in your life who, like, wants to try out some games, but, you know, doesn't really want to pay for them themselves, you know, maybe throw them a, a, a gift card of, like, you know, 20, 30, 40 bucks, and they can play, you know, anywhere from, you know, four to eight games off that. Okay. I think that's cool. So another thing that I just realized, because I'm, again, <laughs> playing around on this website, you can request a custom game. What? Yeah, you can just, you, you put in, like, if you have a group of people, but you don't have a GM which sometimes happens happens all um, the time you can you can or if it's just you you're looking for a group but there's a specific thing that you just couldn't find on their website it, it how many people are you booking for just me a group of friends number of players from your group of friends up to a billion apparently this number doesn't ever stop uh 30 people <laughs> all right number of players uh, let us know what times and days work best. So your availability and then notes to the game master, um, what game you want to play, what you're looking for, uh, what this custom game is. And, uh, and then next, and they try to match you with a GM. So they're, so GMs, you can list games, but GMs, you can also look for people who are requesting a specific kind of game. You know what? Mm. I have looked at that button on there so many times because it's over a piece of exalted artwork, and I keep getting like excited about seeing the exalted artwork on that banner and not actually reading what it says, which is the requested game. Okay, that's cool. Yes, that is a piece of art from Exalted Essence, which I think is awesome. Um, which, yeah. Where is that banner? Oh, if, if if you go on the homepage and you scroll down to the there's a there's a skeleton man. Like a frosty skeleton man with his hand up on startplaying.games. Uh, oh, request a game. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, so that's 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 the battle groups illustration from Exalted Essence. Oh, okay. I I found it in there's multiple ways to get to multiple things on this site. Um I found it in the like account player uh side scroll down thing. Oh. So all of those things are also there, which is kind of nice because if you don't know how to get back to that page. Uh I like redundancy in a website. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm multiple ways to get places it's nice no this is very 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 cool um everything about this makes me happy and yeah i i definitely did not expect this to fill up the full hour because often often things like this don't and they sound just like your little promos but like this is awesome Devin's yeah. a sweetheart. I've I've been talking to him off and on, like I said, because of uh, Onyx PathCon for a couple of years now, and he's always just been so amazingly enthusiastic and helpful. Um, and like I mean, he's he's sitting here like tag me in the Discord. And I'm sitting here like do not tag me in the Discord, please. Um, uh, and, it's, yeah. it's, and it's our Discord, and Devin's happy to be tagged in there. Apparently, uh, until you do it, <laughs> he may right? not be so happy once a bunch of people do it. We'll see. We'll see, but generally, uh, I, we we do have an Onyx Path game night channel. I and then once Onyx Path Con gets closer, I will open back up the Onyx Path Con channels that we have every year. Uh, yes. So those are the best places to talk to Devin versus just tagging him into random ass conversations. Right. Uh, so try to keep it to like some of the smaller rooms so that he's not overwhelmed if you have questions for him. Um, but most of the questions are answered on their very very good uh, FAQ on their website. And the website itself is super handy to use, so I'm happy. I'm literally probably going to start looking for a game soon. Like me, like th- this is a way too. If you're like me and Danielle are both, you know, part of a couple, and if you and your significant other want to play a game, but once again don't have a group, you can join together. Yep. Like I'm already sitting here, like wondering if my boyfriend and I should, you know, join join a game together at some point and play something new and different. And honestly, he should run games for money because he runs games really well. I I, I hear him do it all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, quit quit giving your talents out for free to your friends. No, Aww. I'm I'm never saying that. Um, like 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 Devin was saying, it it shouldn't be a competition. It shouldn't be either or. And I feel like that's what gets lost sometimes in the PGM conversation. It's like with all GMs or paid GMs, and you know, like I was a paid makeup artist for a long time, and I still did my friends' makeup for free. You know, yeah, like well, I don't. It's 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 fine. I mean, there is a certain element to you know, don't ask your friends to do their profession for you for free, right? But if they're offering, is what I'm saying, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I am, I am, I'm not advocating you ask for free things from your friends. But if your right. friends are like, I would like to run a game for you, and they are also a pay GM, that's fine. Yeah, and and I think there's also some people, you know, don't want to monetize their hobbies, which is also okay. Yeah, uh, totally, oh, totally. Fine. And this site isn't asking you to monetize your hobby. You can do everything for free on the site if you want to. Mm-hmm. Or like we were saying for charity, which I think is a great middle ground. Yep. Like if you don't like if 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 you want to run a game, you don't really like getting paid for it, but you do realize that you could raise, you know, if you do five dollars a seat, you could raise you know, twenty bucks for a charity. That's not nothing. Yep. And I'm I I I'd be happy to do that. So yeah. Well, cool. Well, um Danielle, people wanted to find you, talk to you about paid DMing or uh, where to find your phone number to call you about a business opportunity. We don't do either of those things. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not into either of those things. Um, <laughs> you don't want to talk to you about paid DMing? Uh, I mean, 
I could talk about it, but like, I'm not, I'm not somebody who wants to be paid to DM. Um, I get, oh no, I just been talking about the topic. Oh yeah, sure. Um, as always, you can find me on the Onyx Path Discord. Um, I sometimes pop in there and scroll through the, the various conversation areas and don't tag me, but I will sometimes pop in there. Um, you can also find me at daniellelozon.com. Um, and which has links to all of my other social media stuff. Yeah, you can meet me pretty much everywhere. Sixie Cyanide on social media. I am also in the Discord. Uh, you've probably all seen me tooling around in there. Um, definitely going to be getting hyped up for Onyx PathCon here uh, June 16th through 18th. Um, so that is super, super exciting coming up. I always enjoy Onyx Path. Like, we did that kind of, you know, on a spur of the first the first year of the pandemic 2020 and mm-hmm. it's just something that we enjoy doing and we'll probably continue to do even if we go back to in-person conventions on a more frequent basis because uh, it's such a great way to reach people who can't make it to you know in-person conventions whether for for, for whatever reason um so that that's been pretty great it's nice seeing fans from all over the world pop in and say hi uh, so definitely get ready for that. Think about that weekend. Uh, you know, think about if you're going to run a game for us or if you want to run a game for us or want to make some money or make some money for charity. Like definitely start uh, start thinking about what you might want to run in a month and a half here. It can be any of our games from across our catalog. Uh, obviously, the emphasis we'd like to place are on our you know personally owned and creator owned games. Uh, but anything is welcome. And yeah, hope to see you there. All that said, many worlds one podcast.